right. And What's going life. on, my man? Uh, not much. It's been a weird couple of days. Yeah, so literally right as we're getting ready, um, uh, uh, do, do you watch Jeopardy at all? Uh, not like, not like actively. I have yeah. seen Jeopardy. Yeah, I mean, I like to watch it sometimes. I don't, I don't all the time uh, by any stretch, but, um, I was, uh, I, I really liked last week when LeVar Burton, you know, Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge, uh, he was guest hosting. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was great. I loved him. He was uh, he was the one that I've always wanted to be the next host yeah. of uh, Jeopardy. And literally, I'm just like scrolling Twitter. And uh, I saw that um, it says uh, Mike Richards in advanced negotiations to become permanent uh, host of Jeopardy. Damn. And I my brain immediately went to Michael Richards. Who is uh, uh, <laughs> Kramer. Uh, Kramer from Seinfeld. Yeah, his famous, like, racist rant. Yeah, and I saw that, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I briefly was, I'm just like, what the fuck? Michael Richards is going to be the next host of Jeopardy? Oh, my God. Like, I didn't think that guy would ever get a job again. Right. Like, how the hell are they going to allow that? But, uh, no. No, it's not Michael Richards. It's Mike Richards. It's like the classic Mike Myers versus Michael Myers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, fudge yeah, up yeah. oh you mean snl alum mike myers not yeah. hollywood masked killer michael myers oh yep. man <laughs> classic mix-up <clears throat> the classic blunder happens all yeah. the time yeah yeah um all right cool well, i'll have to check it out i mean i don't know <laughs> who that is but yeah yeah, damn, that's a that's a bummer, man. I was really uh, really hoping for Levar Burton. I know. I think a lot of people were. And yeah. then there were those perverts out there that wanted Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that or um, Ken Jennings, who I think is awful. Tool time for two hundred. This term for a long-handled gardening tool can also mean an immoral pleasure seeker. Ken, what's a hoe? No. <laughs> Whoa! 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 They teach you that in school in Utah, huh? Yeah, he's just like a, a Jeopardy champion. Yeah. But it's like, that's why you don't necessarily make, like, the best player the coach of the team, you know? That's yeah, a different yeah, skill for sure. Set. Sometimes you do, but... Yeah. You know, not always. Yeah. Yeah, that's about... Yeah. I really, really sold myself on Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I Bummer. think a lot of people are probably with you on that. I honestly have not invested, like, a single second thinking about it, so I don't know. Yeah. I guess it would be cool if Jordy LaForge was the host of Jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be very cool. <clears throat> I think so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so today, in keeping with how we've started the episode, this I think this episode is going to sort of be one long extended start of an episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, we've got just a few small things we want to talk about. Yep. Um, maybe a couple bigger things. I know I, pretty much all I want to talk about is uh, the Green Knight. Yeah. Um, but this isn't officially a movie night episode because 
I don't know. That's only part of it. That's only part yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're also, uh, I don't think we're going to go scene through scene through it. You right. know what I mean? We're going to, yeah. there's definitely, there will definitely be spoilers. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. But, uh, but you know, we're, we're not going to recap everything that happens in the movie like like we did with, um, like we did with Alexander's. Or, uh, sorry, uh, Oliver Stone's Alexander, the, uh, the Alexander cut. <laughs> that would be actually really funny if then, if his next cut was Alexander's Oliver Stone, and he just, like, <laughs> yeah. filmed an entirely new movie as if Alexander had directed a biopic of him. Yeah, although, uh, also, you know, I know you've never seen JFK, uh, but as long as we're talking about Oliver Stone, but I am so stoked that Oliver Stone's documentary about the JFK assassination is coming out soon. Yeah, I, um, I'll have to see it. I also have to see that movie. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll hold off on that because that that's gonna be a future uh, movie night that mm. Patrick and Ian uh, both really uh, want to take part in because they both love that movie too. So we'll do that some point in the future. Okay. Uh, now that uh, now that you know we're at, at least in my series of episodes, we're getting into that sort of a milieu that led to the JFK assassination. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, <clears throat> what else? Oh, I so I thought I I thought I had COVID for a couple days. Yeah, which that is, is weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, I, I sorry, am like... flabbergasted that we both came back negative. Negative. So my partner and I, there was you know an exposure, and so we kind of hunkered down, and and she started exhibiting symptoms. I started feeling a little under the weather. Her sense of smell disappeared for two days, and her taste was like dampened, and then it just like started coming back. She got tested four separate times at different locations. All came back negative. Does she have allergies? <laughs> like, I mean, yes, but like, yeah. Dude, even when I'm congested as fuck, like, she was, like, yeah. picking up her... She's got a little dog. Yeah. Lola, which is the reason that we're here. We're dog-sitting for Lola, who's yeah. awesome, but very old. And Lola pees and poops all over the place and has to wear a diaper and whatever. That she's a, a little Yorkshire Terrier. She's almost 16 years old. She's she's blind and deaf. Stuff happens, yeah. Yeah. And uh, those are smelly poops. She takes smelly poops. And... Uh, <laughs> She was, like, cleaning them up, and I was like, you can't smell that? Like, this is, like, a harsh, intense piss-and-shit smell. Nope, nothing. She had perfume sprayed on her wrist right up to her nose, couldn't smell nothing. So, um, and she was breathing in. Like, it's not like she was just so stopped up she wasn't getting air in. So, it, it yeah. was weird. It was weird. So, we were both, yeah, like, like, positive. Yeah, or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. We were both positive she had it, and then she didn't. Um, and so, I mean, we're sick. We've got something. But it yeah. must just be. You're sick, too? Yeah, I don't feel like I don't. I haven't had anything with my sense of smell or anything, but I've just been feeling under the weather for a couple days. Um, Weird. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's very strange. It's very strange. It, and it could, you know, maybe it's that you know because of our, uh, we're both vaccinated. Everybody involved is vaccinated, you know, in the yeah. entire exposure and everything. So, it could just be that maybe we got like mini covid for like a couple days yeah, but I, yeah may, maybe it hasn't you know the the virus hasn't replicated enough in your body to like actually test positive yeah you know maybe it's like below the limit of quantitation but i don't know that yeah, so you know we're both we're both i mean so her sister's an epidemiologist so we've been talking to her yeah. and she was like look honestly if the tests came back negative and you tested negative that many times throughout yeah. like the proper time frame you should trust the tests because they're not as mm -hmm. prone to being wrong as people think you're more likely yeah. to get a false positive well false i mean pcrs are, pcrs are pretty pretty good yeah you know? yeah she had two pcrs and two rapids just to i don't know for peace yeah. of mind and uh over the span of five days you know so mm -hmm. she, whatever I, I think it's safe to assume that we don't have covid or if, if we do we're not 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so here we are. Yeah. Maybe we can hit some of these smaller things I wanted to uh, talk about. Sure. Um, and then, then we can kind of get into the uh, the meat of the episode. Sure. <clears throat> um, so, uh, so there is one quick one. It was funny. Me and uh, me and Patrick, friend of the pod, were uh, talking about this today. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I'm assuming you know about like Martin Scorsese's like beef with uh, uh, like Marvel, Marvel Studios, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I know like the basics. I know that yeah. basically through you that he's like made comments to the effect that like that's just not cinema. Um, yeah, which is like the type of thing that I find really obnoxious when people say. Um, yeah, but I'm also at the back end of this episode going to start saying things that I would find really obnoxious if people said also. Yeah, so, fuck it. Hey, everybody's uh, allowed to be obnoxious sometimes. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. 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 So that's all. That's all I know. I don't know like uh, the details. Yeah, I don't, I don't really give a shit to be honest with you. But for the purposes of today, I give a huge shit. So let's dive in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. Like uh, we've talked about this too. Like as yeah. far as like I've seen like most MCU things. Um, I haven't seen any of those shows on Disney Plus because that's that's mm-hmm. too much Marvel for me. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't, I don't Apparently, I that's like the good shit. Apparently, those shows are really good. I mean, I I mean, I've heard from people I trust that they're stupid as fuck. But, oh, okay. Like, you know, I guess you um, can't trust Reddit when it comes to like a quality oh, no, assessment you, of something. Of course not. No, <laughs> <laughs> just absolute like smooth brain morons on Reddit. Fucking, but, uh, fucking dumbasses. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's too. I can't watch ten episodes of fucking uh, Wandavision. Some, yeah, with fucking uh, Elizabeth Olsen's God. So I, another brief aside. One of my biggest pet peeves is when actors and actresses do accents that are not theirs. Like, yeah, well, it's also I, a made-up country, so you'd think that she yeah. could have come up with something convincing. Well, no, but it's supposed to be, like, Eastern European, and it's like, I assu- I want to assure the Disney executives that there are very good actors and actresses in Eastern Europe. Would you welcome, please, Yakov Smirnov. My name is Yakov Smirnov. I am a comedian from Russia. Thank you very much. Like, you don't have to get an American to do an awful, 
awful like like strained Eastern European <laughs> accent. You know, it, that's like the first Captain America movie where it's a bunch of Americans and English people doing these like horrifically bad German accents for like you know Nazis. Yeah. It's like, bro, just get a German. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like, it's not tough, man. Yeah. Uh, plenty know, of German man. people I, speak I, I, English. Right. Well, they, yeah. like most of them. Like every yeah. German person I've ever known spoke yeah. really good English. Yeah, yeah, for spoke sure. Spoke English very well. Yeah, Florian. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, let's not drop people's names, but yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we could yes. bleep that. Yeah, we'll bleep the second. But yes, Florian yeah. from Germany. I hope yeah. you listen to our show, because I, I, there's so many people from college I should have kept in touch with, but yeah, all those yeah. kids from the foreign foreign exchange program, that would have been yeah, yeah. really um, worthwhile. But yeah, anyway, so, uh, um, anyway, yeah, so that's just too much MCU for me, but, um, you know, for me at least, it's just, it's like garbage cinema, like popcorn cinema, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, like, one of the annoying things, it's like, it's, at this point, it's just the fucking monoculture, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like, it is the dominant form of culture, and the, and for these people, for a lot of them, it's still not good enough. Like, the fact that, like, Martin yeah. Scorsese, who, like, honestly, probably Martin Scorsese's, like, worst movie, has probably more artistic merit than, like, every MCU film combined. Sure. But, like, all he can say, like, he'll just say something like he doesn't really like it and he doesn't think, you know, you know, the place it holds in cinema today is, like, much bigger than, like, you know, its actual, like, value or whatever. Sure. And, like, you know, these people have won. Like, it's everything. Like, everything is, like, Marvel now. You can't go six months without two of these fucking movies popping up. Yeah. And they're still pissed about it. So, like, James Gunn today, you know, James Gunn did the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Sure. And didn't he also, like, tweet a bunch of racist shit a few years ago? And No, no, it wasn't racist. He had, like, back when he was, like, a comic, he, he just yeah. made, like, a bunch of, like, really stupid tweets early gotcha. in his career. Like, joking like shock, about, like, shock, of... shock factor yeah. type. Yeah. yeah, which everybody had known about, including Disney. But then they, like, resurfaced. And Disney, which had already known about them, decided to fire him, realized how stupid that was, and then rehired him. But before they rehired him, he had signed on to do the second Suicide Squad movie. Right. Which, if you remember from one of our early episodes, the first Suicide Squad movie is, I think, one of my, like, ranked one of my least favorite viewing experiences yeah. ever. Yeah, it's 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 not <laughs> it's, even so bad it's good. It's just it, so bad. Yeah, I was beside myself watching yeah. it. Yeah, it's, hor <laughs> like, it's horrible. It's, it's frustratingly bad to watch. Yeah. But, uh, so James Gunn's doing the new one, which is absolutely cleaning up reviews. Yeah. And, uh, it comes out this Friday on, like, HBO and, uh, whatnot. I'm definitely gonna watch it. it For sure. It looks funny. I mean, it has fucking, uh, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone, Stallone as a shark. I watch Sylvester Stallone in it. But he plays a shark man that, like, eats another person at one point. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm gonna watch the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I, I stand by what I said, though. Like, anything yeah. he's in, I will watch. Yeah, for I sure. have never because yeah. you know even his like bad flicks are so bad they're good. Like he he's yeah. the king of of popcorn cinema in a lot of respects. Yeah. I mean Schwarzenegger I mean, maybe, but but he's yeah. like he's like the B grade Schwarzenegger, which is still pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean like I I bought that package of like his Blu-ray, mm -hmm. like his some of his worst movies on Blu-ray. Yeah, awesome. Did it come with um t uh what was uh. Oh shit! It had Cobra, obviously. Yeah, it had uh, Tango and Cash. That's what. Yeah, Tango yeah, and Cash, which, we which had our boy Robert Zadar in it. Yeah, the chin. Yeah, dude, the jaw. Robert Zadar. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and one of his rare forays into like an actual Hollywood movie and not just like a B movie, mm -hmm. like um, Samurai Cop. 
Dude, uh, Tango and Cash was a fucking blast. Dude, I love that fucking movie. Uh, that pack also has um, fucking Demolition Man. Okay, I just watched Demolition <laughs> Man recently. That movie's awesome. Look, I don't know if you guys know it, but you're, uh, you're out of toilet paper. Did you say toilet paper? Oh, they used handfuls of wadded paper back in the 20s. <laughs> I'm happy that you're happy, but the place where you're supposed to have the toilet paper, you got this little shelf with three seashells on it. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> that That's is, an that awesome is... movie. Yeah, that is, like, ranked the most racist movie I've ever seen, along with, like, Rush Hour 2. <laughs> so, Rush Hour 2, the Rush Hour movies are important. Uh, yeah. Oh, because yeah. I, so I actually just watched Rush Hour 1 recently, too, which is also yeah, great movie. hysterical. Great movie. It's a great movie. Rush Hour 2 is, like, arguably better, but here's the thing. I feel like Rush Hour 2 is sort of like... It's sort of like um, Evil Dead 2, where it's, yeah. like, it's the same movie yeah you know they change the setting and the basic plots like a little bit different but it hits like all the same notes there's like you know they kind of flip a few things a lot of it is like mirror image shit where like so in the first one you know the guy that you think is the bad guy who's like this chinese guy is actually just like a subordinate to the big bad who's like a british empire yeah. guy and then in the mm -hmm. second one there's this like big bad like american businessman and then turns out he's subordinate to the big bad who's like a chinese guy uh, mm -hmm. they make all the same jokes. It's all like referential to the first one, but like the yep. execution is just so much better. And then there's like the world famous uh, outtakes, like the gag like the reel at the fish. end of Rush Hour Two. Oh my god, yeah. dude! The the, the gag the, the reel fish. of Rush Hour Two is better than some whole movies. Like it's yeah, it's legitimately it's great. So yes, is it uh, is it a horrifically problematic film in a lot of ways? Certainly, but I mean, I mean also Jackie Chan just is Jackie like Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker being racist to each other yeah. the whole time. <laughs> and Jackie Chan, like in real life, is like a shill for the Chinese Communist Party and like just like absolutely down with oppressing human rights. So like, yeah. which sucks because he's one of my all time childhood heroes. But um, he is he's so magnetic as an actor and just like easily one of the most fabulous. Uh, physical comedians of all time and yeah. stuntmen. So like that, I think that movie rocks. I don't even know why we went off on this tangent. Yeah, uh, Tango yeah, and I, Cash. I, we talked about Rush Hour. I don't know. Oh it, yeah, well we were talking about so Sylvester Stallone who yeah. plays a shark man in the new Suicide Squad. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I am excited for this. Although it's just hysterical because James Gunn, he he released something like today or uh, I guess just like on the recent interview, where he's like still bitching about like Martin Scorsese, like uh, what the quote is um. I just think it seems awful cynical that he would keep coming out against Marvel, and then that is the only thing that would get him pressed for his movie. So this is for this is everybody's pissed because he, um, Scorsese was like talking shit on Marvel for the release of The Irishman, right? Which was on Netflix, so I'm not really sure yeah. what kind of press he's trying to get. And also, I'm sorry, dude, The Irishman. That's like a three and a half hour movie. I've watched it literally like five or six times. It's amazing. See, here's the thing, man. I, I never got through one sitting of that movie, and I, I guess oh, I owe it. Oh, my God, it's amazing. I, we talked about this when we went to see The Green Knight. Like, yeah. I have a very hard time with movies longer than, like, two and a half hours. Uh, yeah. I, I can do The Lord of the Rings. Uh, I can do, I think Crouching Tiger is about three hours. I can do that. That's kind of it. Like, I got to yeah, break I mean, it up. Yeah, I mean, most of the time I've watched The Irishman, I've I've split it into two. Yeah. But uh, I have a few times done that one sitting. Um, 
But anyway, so James Gunn continues. So he just kept coming out against Marvel so that he could get press for his movie. He's creating his movie in the shadow of the Marvel films. And so he uses that to get attention for something. He wasn't getting as much attention as he wanted for it. It's like, but like Martin Scorsese probably has gotten all the, like, dude, he made fucking Taxi Driver and like uh, Goodfellas. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? Like the guy is like one of the most like decorated filmmakers ever. And at this point, he's making movies because it's what he does, but he yeah. doesn't owe anybody anything. Like, he's he's yeah. made his mark, right? Like, if, if a new movie that Scorsese comes out with, like, happens to be good, good for him, but he's just tacking on to the tail end of an already stellar legacy. Like, it's not like yeah. he... It's not like he's got, you know, to earn his bona fides. Like, he's 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 there. He's made it. <laughs> yeah. He's in he's the pantheon like of... the 70s, dude. Right. He's in the <laughs> he's pantheon of, like American, of American greats. Yeah. And uh, so... I don't know. I don't know. James Gunn for me. So I've I've seen both of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah, Um, I I remember liking the first one. I don't remember a thing about it, but I remember liking it. I remember the same for the second one, except disliking it. Like I don't remember a thing about it, but I remember at the end of it being like, "Yeah, that sucked really bad." And it it was sort of like Deadpool. Is not good. I felt the same way about the Deadpool movies. Like I remember liking the first one, and I remember seeing the second one, and then just being like, "Oh my god!" Like I feel like I've just descended into like whatever circle of hell is hot topic themed and like yeah. that's that's and that's sort of like the guardians of the galaxy vibe too james yeah. gunn is just like a hot topic guy yeah yeah and yeah yeah i mean basically it looks like the suicide squad is just r-rated guardians of the galaxy yeah um for sure which i'm sure it's gonna be funny um yeah but I, I will say that uh james gunn later in this quote he does you know go on to praise like scorsese and say that he understands that some of these like big like spectacle movies are some of them are dog shit it's just i think it's funny that like i don't know man it's like you guys already won like it's the dominant culture in this country yeah you won like why do you give a shit (laughs) it's like it's not good enough that they've already won it's like they need to like make sure that everybody is like like properly like subservient Well, you know. so maybe, I mean, what occurs to me hearing that is, like, maybe it's just that he, like, kind of feels like he has to do, like, aggressive PR for the Marvel movies because he's, yeah. like, was out of grace and then, you know, was hired again. And um, maybe he doesn't really give that much of a shit, but he's just like, well, I better, like, put on a good show of, like, being like, fuck Martin Scorsese. Superhero movies are the best. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I mean, that's how he that's how he makes his money. That's how he does his thing. You know, yeah, may, yeah, he still is kind of a much. shock, shock, uh, shock joker, I guess. Sure, so, maybe that's you know. maybe that's all it is. I don't know. Yeah. The thought occurred to me. That's all. Yeah. Anyway, I, I did think that was funny, but I am looking forward to that movie. Yeah. Um. The other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um was some uh some modern politics uh so uh the ohio uh, 11th congressional district special election just took place yesterday oh yeah man and, i've been all over that yeah and Not, unfortunately i haven't really been i'm okay. sorry <laughs> well uh, nina turner unfortunately who i am a huge fan of unfortunately she she did lose but um back uh last year when i was uh um volunteering for bernie uh, I briefly like ran into her. I didn't. I didn't really like talk to her or anything like that. Um, but so like back like last February before, before COVID like fully descended on the country and then you know every awful thing happened uh, last year. You know that was going to happen did. Uh, you know I did some volunteering for Bernie and I remember when I was coming back in it was like a fucking uh, 
I went up there on like a Saturday to knock doors mm -hmm. canvas. And like it had clearly just been like an insane rainstorm and then refroze everything like the day before. So like every driveway was just like you asking to like wipe out. Right. And I remember like walking back into like the staging ground and she was walking out, Nina Turner, and she like slipped. <clears throat> and I was like, whoa, shit, are you okay? And then like I walk in and I was like, holy shit, I think that was Nina Turner. But I've always been like a really big fan of her. So I was really hoping that she would, uh, win this Ohio special election but that was such just we gotta zoom back that was such yeah. <laughs> a lame like celebrity meeting name drop moment yeah I remember well, one time I think I maybe saw Nina Turner slip outside no, of a building it was her I just like I you know I didn't <laughs> yeah. notice it until after the fact but right right um I was like kind of starstruck after it too I was like holy shit that was Nina Turner like, as I'm just, like, walking in, I'm, like, pissed off. I had just been, like, knocking doors in this, like, rich New Hampshire town where I was just getting, like, heckled almost every single door I went to, knocking on them. Uh, um, I, I, was, I have, I just, you're very hecklable. Thank you. Um, but it was, like, freezing cold out. It was, like, my one day off that week, and I just, like, drove up there at, like, 7 in the morning to do it. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, 5 p.m., um, but anyway, you know, so, uh, she, uh, she's a former state senator from Ohio and she was one of the, uh, the main surrogates of the Bernie campaign. And, um, <clears throat> but, uh, so, so she was running up against, um, really the field. And at one point she was up at like 35 points, but then like an insane amount of democratic, uh, like corporate money came like funneling in the, uh, the final tally, uh, like come like rate right going into the day was that, uh, the Democratic Majority for Israel PAC uh, ended up spending almost more money against Nina Turner on, like, anti-Nina Turner ads than, like, basically every other PAC spent combined. Wow. Uh, but then once you add in their total, that one PAC, the Democratic Majority for Israel PAC, for the total that they spent on pro-Chantel Brown ads, which was her main opponent, mm -hmm. it was just, like, insane yeah. how much more. And it's kind of like one of those situations, you know, it's... um. Like, I understand that there's, like, a few, like, more, like, progressives and whatever socialists in Congress right now mm -hmm. that, uh, <clears throat> it, it's funny, it just seems like nothing is getting done, and also, like, now a game plan has, like, come out on how to defeat these, like, sort of insurgent, like, progressive, I hate that term, but, like, you know, more, like, left-wing, leftist, like, socialist sure. campaigns, um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it sucks, although I do want to caveat that by, by saying, you know, Cori Bush, who she lost her first uh, her first election, uh, won her second one. She's pretty much single handedly just extended the uh, the eviction moratorium wow. that uh, that had lapsed. Yeah. So did you do you, did you hear anything about this? Just from you, like you sent a text about it, and I read yeah. it, and that's it. I've been yeah, distracted, man. I thought I had COVID for a couple of days, so I've been yeah. I've been, well, I've been anyway, you know the uh, the Biden administration, you know. Uh, self-proclaimed the most progressive administration since fdr sure yeah. <laughs> you know i um, buy it yeah yeah absolutely I'm they just like, biden. like they just let the eviction moratorium like lapse and then mm -hmm. biden and pelosi were basically playing like fucking hot potato right on whose job it was to extend it finally after both letting it pass nancy pelosi like tweeted out saying like the cdc really needs to ask itself why it's not stepping in to uh to extend it now Congress was supposed to, like, go on vacation, which is insane to me how often they fucking go on, like, month-plus vacations sure. while, like, doing absolutely nothing. And then Cori Bush just straight up, like, slept at the Capitol steps, 
like putting on you know basically just like we're not like going home until we like figure this out and after five days of her sleeping on the steps they've extended the the eviction moratorium wow yeah so you know i do want to say like it it seems like really nothing's getting better but at the same time we do have individual people like her that uh right at who are, least who are still putting in the effort to to fight for you know what's right yeah i mean just getting something done you know sure um you know, and I'm not really sure, like, you know, how many of these, uh, uh, I guess, you know, like, socialists or leftists get into Congress. I mean, does it ever, is it really going to create a strong enough block to do anything? But, you know, I do hope Nina Turner gets another shot um, and eventually gets in. And, you know, I think she could kind of do some of the stuff that you see Cori Bush doing, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I hope so. Because... Things like the eviction moratorium are so vital to so many people right now. It's like you were saying, it's like, where are these people going to go? I mean, it's so like many people, of were, people were about to end up homeless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is obviously not a country that uh, does much to protect the homeless. So, As a matter of fact, it pretty much criminalizes it. Right. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, you become homeless and, and it becomes exponentially harder to claw your way back out of that hole. Um, yeah. and find yourself back in a situation at least if you have hot water and a shower and a roof over your head that that's that's a, a starting point to try to to try to work your way out of whatever situation you found yourself in and it sucks that you even have to think like that in this country but um, yeah and it's and then you know one of the like one of the things that just like sends me like into like a fucking spiral is like mm -hmm. anti-homeless architecture oh and, yeah uh, this so the city i live in new bedford you know um, if you go onto any local New Bedford Facebook pages and, you know, just don't gouge your eyes out immediately, mm -hmm. you'll see, like, tons of people who aren't well off themselves complaining about, like, panhandlers and shit like that. Right. So much to the point that, like, New Bedford has been putting in, like, anti-homeless architecture, uh, including, like, they'll, they'll take the cobblestones at, like, medians and they'll turn them on their side. Jesus Christ. To make it harsh to stand there. So then people start, you know, just bringing boards with them and putting them on top of them. Yeah. Which they shouldn't have to do. So fucking I just saw today, New Bedford installed new anti-homeless architecture that it's basically like just bricks all at different levels going up inches and shit with like huge spaces in between them and stuff. It looks like a city like skyline hmm. in order so that you can't even put a board across it to lay on it. And I'm looking at this like this median. It, I... It's insane looking like the fucking city spent how much money making this that right. they're eventually just going to get a lawsuit on because somebody is going to walk across it drunk one night and break their leg or some car is just going to like I, I, there's going to be like some kind of like car exit or something like that where they go over that and it just annihilates the under the undercarriage of their car. It's just like sure. this is going to cause so many more hassles instead of just I don't know spending any amount of money to help out people in need. Yeah, it's it's and so to circle back a little bit when you were saying like on on the New Bedford uh, public pages and stuff, you see like yeah. people that aren't themselves very well off uh, complaining nonstop about about the homeless. That seems to be like the the number one tactic is to sort of and it always is, but to sort of like weaponize yeah. the lower classes against the even lower classes. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and if you get them convinced that like somehow their already difficult lives are being made more difficult by these people with harder lives. Yeah. Um, it distracts them from the fact that, like, that person's not impacting your life negatively really at all. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Then who is? Yeah. It's 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 pretty bogus. Not that yeah. That's not, like, a, a hot take or anything, but... Um, yeah. yeah, yeah I, it's, I, it's really I'll upsetting. Say, 
I know. I'll, uh, I'll obviously this does this doesn't help our listeners, but I'll send you a picture of the fucking thing later. Yeah, please the, do. The, the like new meeting. It is like one of the most insane things. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> like, seen. I mean, I can sort of picture what you're talking about, but um, yeah, yeah, please, yeah, please like, send it to me. It's just like at different levels. You know yeah. what I mean? With like all these spaces in between them, perfect spaces to get like your foot caught, and then like you know a brick right there to stop your momentum halfway up your shin. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, shit, man. Well, God bless New Bedford. Yeah. NBMA, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, all, all I really want to talk about, if you're prepared to move on. Yeah, for sure. Is, uh, is this fucking movie that we saw the other day. Yep. So, Evan and I went on Friday, which by the time this comes out will, I guess, have been a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to see The Green Knight, which is David Lowry's take on, on the classic Arthurian tale of Sir Gawain, pronounced Gowan. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will just say real quick in your notes, I yeah. really like, that says yeah. Sir Gawain, or Gawain, pronounced, <laughs> literally spelled exactly yeah. the same. <laughs> I know. I did that. That's just like a little joke to make you laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, which uh, I, I do. I also do want to say, because we talked about him a bit in my um, uh, King Arthur uh, episode of um, yeah. fucking whatever that asshole's book was. Jeffrey of Monmouth's History yeah, of the yeah. Kings of Britain. Yeah, I, I knew what it was. I just <laughs> was saying that. But, huh. um, you know, uh, uh, Sir G- or Gawain is the, the common. I don't know if it's the English pronunciation. It's definitely the American one. But I yeah. did... Uh, I did see, like, looking it up, that, like, Gawain is probably the more correct pronunciation, mm-hmm. although both, you know, both are acceptable. Yeah, and in the movie, they do call him Gowan, and, and that's, yeah. the, I, didn't, I didn't really know that. We didn't, we didn't touch on that before, so. Um, yeah. yeah, so Sir Gowan and the Green Knight, um, this is a story that was famously, probably the most famous translation of this from Middle English is by uh, a man named John Ronald Rule Tolkien. Um, who was, aside from being, you know, the father of, of fantasy literature, was also like a lauded and established uh, scholar of, of Old English, Middle English, Anglo-Saxon, a lot of the old English languages. Um, uh, although, uh, and whose estate also just uh, sold the rights of his name to a new cryptocurrency called J.R.R. Token. I'm not even kidding. No fucking way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and uh, fucking who is it? Uh, the actor who played um, Pippin yeah. did like an advertisement for it that I saw on Twitter. That can't be real. It, it fucking is, dude. I'm not even kidding you. It's it's like like he must be rolling in his grave. All right, let's just end the episode. Fuck this. <laughs> J.R.R. Token, Oof. the new Tolkien-themed cryptocurrency. This sucks, with dude. With fucking um, Peregrine Took. Uh, advertising what was his name? It. Billy 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 Boyd? I think yeah, so. Billy yeah. Boyd. Scottish. Yeah, dude. I, I'll have to send you that as well. I, I saw do. that and just like almost just crawled into the ocean. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm not going to do like a full, this isn't like a fully researched episode. This is more just like a discussion episode, as we've said, but um, a little background. So the, the tale of the Green Knight is a 14th century anonymously authored chivalric romance, um, which combines various medieval storytelling tropes. Um, I think it's like the, uh, the sharing of winnings and the beheading game are like the two main tropes that are used in the story um, to create one also, of the most uh, famous. One year and one day is 
I think actually Sir Gawain and the Green Knight is the first time that that trope was used oh. a year and a day. Fair enough. I know that that's like a big part of like the beheading game thing is like the waiting mm -hmm. to anyway. Um, so that's one of the most famous Arthurian myths. Um, and, and so the thing about this film, right, and what I really liked about it, um, well, there are several things I really liked about it, but um, the film is generally true to the formula of the chivalric romance. It combines like really stunning modern visuals, but with a, with a very established like old school storytelling formula. Um, and I felt like the result was like not really like anything that I'd seen before. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's very little of uh, there's very little like narrative. Yeah, there, it's all it's all very evocative. Exactly. It's it's yeah. very symbolic. Very. Uh, I said afterwards, the movie itself felt very ritualistic, um, and that's because it's it's made to sort of fit this established storytelling mold, right? Like it's not uh, necessarily. It's not based on uh, on source material that was written for modern ears or yeah. or, or, or designed for modern viewers, right? It, it fulfills like a very different narrative sensibility mm -hmm. um but so anyway i mean it seems like critics online like professional critics tend mostly to agree with us that this was really cool and like really yeah. fun and worth seeing um on rotten tomatoes which is one of the big cr uh, critique aggregates it's got 90 percent fresh rating um on metacritic still it's at 84 still um mm -hmm. which both kind of denote like universal acclaim for a film you know if you're yeah. in the high 80s or mid to high 80s um low 90s like that's that's a that's a movie that's generally considered Great, but yeah, you're critics. never really going to get into the '90s on Metacritic. That no. one definitely dra exactly. drags lower than than uh, RT. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they just have like different metrics by which they yeah, yeah. give ratings, right? Um, but so the other thing is that apparently uh, regular people are having a really <laughs> hard time with this movie, like non-professional film critics. Yeah, I, and so it's funny. Me and uh, one of my buddies, um, Andy. Oh, we always joke that. Uh, you can always tell you like you can tell that movie's gonna be good, uh, at, at least you know in terms of that will think it's good when it has like a high critic review, and a low, <laughs> right. a low audience review. It gave people it's a like, hard time. Yeah, yeah. It's just like this is making the wrong people angry, and it's in the ways that <laughs> I like it. <laughs> right, and like those are the people, unfortunately, that are gonna be like, I that was hard for me. Or the I'm right gonna go online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and so uh, on the same review aggregators, so Rotten Tomatoes and then Metacritic, it's it's. The viewer scores are like fifty three percent and sixty respectively, um, mm -hmm. which which is much more towards like the I call it the this shit sucks side of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean that's two like pretty disparate receptions to the same product, right? You've yeah. got these people whose but job it is to watch. Anything with that ratio, it. I'm gonna watch the shit out of oh, anything sure. with that ratio. <laughs> Absolutely, because at the very least, it's gonna be interesting and or compelling yeah. in some way. Um, yeah. If it gave that many like average people like a tough time, yeah, people and yet were, people whose job it is to watch yeah. films really liked it. Yeah, but the people, yeah, if people were pissed off enough to give it a bad review, yeah, uh, but then like all all the uh, you know all the reviewers give it a good one, it's like okay, yeah, yeah. hell yeah, dude, this I is want, probably I worth see it. That shit. Yeah. Um, so we saw it at the Coolidge Corner Theater, which is my favorite theater on the planet uh, in Brookline, Mass. Uh, we saw it five. Five days ago, seven days ago, when you hear this, um, and mm. from the second it ended, I was like immediately upset. So we were sitting there, and like within like fifteen minutes of the movie starting, I, I turned to Evan and I was like misty eyed, and I was like, "Dude, I love this," and he was like, "Yeah, this yeah. rules." And so we're sitting there having like a great time, and throughout the movie, I started noticing like it was getting laughs in places that it, to me it felt like it shouldn't have, and it, it almost felt like people were like laughing at the movie, like they were like, "That's yeah. so stupid." Um, 
and obviously there was some humor in the movie, some intentional humor, and 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 yeah, those yeah. parts got a lot of laughs too. There were some really goofy parts um, in the movie, but the second it ended, you know, we're heading to the bathroom and Dude, we start yeah. hearing like some just utterly like smooth-brained takes from every fucking Brookline film freak who decided to go to the, the showing. Um, I heard a guy literally say like, "That's the worst <laughs> movie I've ever seen." Um, and then another guy, maybe it was the same guy, but it was in the same yeah. group who was like, I can't believe I waited 15 months for that piece of shit. Meanwhile, um, okay, I do want to say that that guy who said that looked like he was probably about like 20 years old. Right. So, so like, you know, he, the dude's probably like a sophomore in college or something like that. And he probably like just saw Mulholland Drive for the first time, like six months ago. Sure. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or maybe, yeah. maybe he was the opposite of that. Maybe he was just some bro who like thought this was going to be like a swords and sorcery. Yeah, maybe action movie i don't know why you would think that but yeah also i mean i don't know i feel like going to the coolidge corner theater it's it, i think that theater attracts a certain yes absolutely and i mean i guess kind of technically we are among them i mean we went there for yeah. a reason it's the atmosphere is great there's a, a red yeah. velvet curtain that that you know yeah. opens to reveal the film anyway mm -hmm. uh i gotta be honest with you guys my feelings my actual grown-up adult man feelings were were legitimately hurt I know. I was kind of surprised that like you were upset. I was like, who gives a shit? I no, <laughs> I was upset because I found this movie so enjoyable and so kind yeah. of moving on these really sort of basic levels. As someone who grew up wishing that I was a knight on a quest, this struck such a chord with me. And I found this movie yeah. so fun that for immediately after the, the as the magic of that experience was still fading from my eyes, for some fucking idiot to just be like, oh, that shit sucks, dude. That movie <laughs> I waited sucks, 15 dude. Months for 15 that months for it's a piece of shit. shit, dude. Worst movie I ever saw, dude. Fuck that movie. And yeah. I was like, what? what? Like, so <laughs> I, I was pissed off. And we talked about it all the way to fucking yeah. dinner and yeah. all the time at dinner. And, uh... We're doing an episode about it. Yeah. Um, I I think Although, this film uh, rocks. Yeah, apparently we missed a post credit scene. There's a post credit scene. Yeah, we missed it. Do you know what it was? <laughs> uh, I looked it up on. I didn't watch it, but I saw it online. I think uh, it's like some like little girl picks up a crown and puts it on her head. Huh. So I'm not really sure what that's supposed to signify, but interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe it's supposed to be like Queen Elizabeth or something. Yeah, I was wondering that would see that would have made me hate the movie. <laughs> yeah, if I had seen Queen Elizabeth putting the fucking crown on her head, but um, I joke, but um, <laughs> I would have hated it, but I would have pretended that I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fine with missing it. I I had to pee. I missed a couple of scenes, and they're scenes yeah. that I'm going to reference because you whispered them to me aggressively and yeah. loudly in the in the theater. Um, yeah. So I think, and I think you agree. I think this film fucking rocks. Yeah. Right. And I find the stance of liking this film so easily defensible that I actually like I cannot wrap my head around the idea that the general audience response to this is so negative yeah. without making excuses for people and coming up with reasons why people didn't like it. Oh, um, man, fuck and, it they're losers. Well, whatever. That's what they think. literally what the episode's <laughs> going to be. So yeah. I care. OK, I mean, it, it was funny, too, though, because a friend of the pod, Ian, uh, he uh, he saw it later that night. And he said the same thing, and he was like, dude, I loved it, but there were, like, these people right behind uh, right behind him who, were, like, hated it and, like, yeah. loudly talked about how much they hated it after it. Well, so here's the thing. It's a slow movie. It's not, like, a... I don't know. I think people... Yeah, so, there's, anyway. there's, there's not much narrative. It's all just, like... Yeah. It's very, very, like, it's haunting and evocative, evocative imagery. Yeah. yeah. And that's how that those stories are. They're yeah. designed to evoke a certain response, a certain feeling in the audience. And... Yep. 
Yeah, for me, it did. I don't think poop butt, poop butts like the Green Knight. I call them poop butts. Okay, um, yeah. So very, put simply, very mature, and this, very this, mature name. <laughs> this is something that I uh, already hate myself for saying, but to put it simply, I think that a lot of folks just don't get the movie. I really do. Um, I know, and I know yeah, it's, it's weak sounding really... because who the fuck am I to decide what other people do and don't like understand? But, but. <laughs> Historically, but I'm, still, I, I'm still gonna talk about why I think they didn't. No, get exactly. It. Yeah. Uh, so uh, also historically, I tend to look down my nose at, at decrepit swamp goblins who spend their time trying to explain to other people uh, why a particular film is or isn't worthy of merit. Right. Like uh, famously, like I I had a really hard time with the movie Stalker. Right. Like, and I know yeah, I'm supposed to like stupid, that movie. Yeah. Would you say it's stupid that I don't like it? Yeah, you're an idiot for not liking that. Movie. Well, see, that's what, okay. So you're doing it. See. Yeah. So what I'm saying is everybody's got things that they're willing to go to this distance for. And I, I think felt... I said that at the top of the episode, so... Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so this film in particular, um, and the vulgar and base response from the general viewership, it's, it's, a less, it's elicited an aggressive emotional response for me. Um, and all I can attribute the hate to is that audiences... They, I feel like people just didn't know what they were walking into. Um, so remember at the start of my little diatribe here where I said that it's it's this story, the source material for this is a 14th century chivalric romance. Um, and that's the kind of film that David Lowry made. Uh, he didn't pull a fucking Guy Ritchie and turn Gowan into like some swaggering action hero with like a handsome fucking Sons of Anarchy guy playing him. You know, <laughs> he didn't fill it with epic sword fights and steamy love scenes. Uh, we got some shit, but not nothing sexy. <laughs> yeah. um, and he very, didn't. Very, very uh, yeah, uh, uncomfortable. Sex oh, and we can talk about it in a second. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't I even call it sexy. It's just a hand right. job scene. <laughs> right. Um, and he didn't conclude with some dark modern critique of knightly honor or vainglorious quests. Like I feel like a lot of modern viewers expect people to kind of like poke holes in this shit. You know, yeah. like the modern to be like a wink and a nod, like, oh, but of course, it was much more realistic. You know, there wasn't really, oh, the true story of Gawain and the Green Knight was much more edgy and real. It's like, no, nah, man, this shit isn't any of that. Um, and you know why he didn't do any of these things? Because that's not the whole point. That's not the point of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Uh, this this tale is not meant to critique chivalry. It's meant to inspire to inspire chivalry uh it's meant yeah. to glorify these vain quests for honor not knock them and the vignettes within that make up the story they're not meant to provide a cohesive narrative that fits in a modern setting they take place in the fucking lands around camelot so it's not like anybody should expect like a realistic uh cohesive narrative right it's a it's a it's a an ancient tale of days gone by you yeah know? although i will say i do uh, i do like that um one of my favorite parts about this movie and about the original the original story about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight is that the trope of the older couple at the bar who's looking at you and likes your vibe <laughs> dates back to like at least the uh, the tw the uh, the was it the 14th century sure. or whenever this was written yeah yeah man yeah I've, and they, I've been and propositioned and by a couple before and, yeah and they'll 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 jack your shit clean off too yeah absolutely yeah absolutely um. So, okay, so what I did is I just compiled, like, three professional reviews, because um, I don't want to dredge up, 
like amateur random people online and like talk about them on my podcast. But I talk, I, I grabbed three professional reviews that were negative reviews, which are again much fewer and further between. But I feel like these reviews kind of summed up the basic points that a lot of your average folks took issue with with this film. And uh, I'm just going to tell you why I find them so frustrating. So the first one is a review by Kurt Loader, and I didn't know so Kurt. Th- Loader. So this isn't some like friendless virgin online. This is like. An actual professional. Well, especially this this first guy, Kurt Loader, is actually kind of yep. legendary. He was a. Uh one of the first VJs. He did, like, The Week in Rock on MTV starting in the 80s. Oh, and so he's a real pervert. I don't know, man. I mean, he's... I'm not going to knock him as a, as a dude. Uh, again, it's sort of before my time. It's not like I'm super invested in anything Kurt Loader stands for, but I feel like a lot of people, you know, owe at least some of their early music tastes to him, you know, being part of, like, old, cool MTV, if it was ever cool. I don't know. Uh, for people our age, I feel like there's this sort of idea that it was cool at one point. I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Check out this old brush. On the big old shady old tree. Oh, man. This dude is sick. I'm talking, like, terminally chill. He is chill. I'm just going to need a fresher angle than some aged rocker. I mean, WWKLD. What would Kurt Loder do? Um, but so the name of his review is called Dragons Wanted. Um, and so that alone already right off the bat, it just makes me want to pull my fucking nose hair out. Fuck yes, sir. Um, <laughs> so there are plenty of movies where buff assholes fight dragons. I, I want to know what he thinks about that fucking awful Christian Bale, Matthew McConaughey movie, uh, Reign of Fire. Because I, I feel like that's it. the sort of shit that this guy likes. Like, yeah, man, it would. Yes. Would it have been entertaining in a different way, like a very different way if this movie was like Circa Wayne, like stealing treasure from smaug like yeah that's fun and we know that that formula works but why does every movie with a sword and an armor man have to be that you know mm-hmm. um and it basically boils down his entire critique is like there's just not enough going on and it makes me sad and like all right that's weak i just find that to be a really weak argument um i don't know why people seem to expect that this movie would be like high fantasy yeah. but uh, Kurt this- Loder, we're leaving you on red yeah man I mean, I guess, I guess we are. Um, <laughs> this next one, and this is probably the one that makes me the most upset. Um, but this is another thing. This is like another point that you keep seeing popping up, right? And it's the idea that like this movie lacks humanity, or the the characters lack like a sort of human element. Um, yeah. So this guy is, I want to say, it's Juan Barquin um, from thefilmstage.com. Uh, okay. He gives the film a D, right? Which is like aggressive. That's like fuck this movie. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, stating that for a film that is, quote, supposed to be a tale about what it means to be human, Lowry's film is entirely void of that humanity. It's a dour, bloated experience that not only fundamentally misunderstands the work of art being adapted, but has no interest in exploring or expanding upon what was already there. So right off the bat, the claim that, like, the director I think he fundamentally misunderstands <laughs> Well, so that's the work my point. <laughs> like, that's already, that's, like, a big fucking claim. Like, I think he just doesn't... I mean, he's basically doing what I'm doing, so, uh, you know, I'm at least self-aware enough to see that. But he's like, yeah, he just doesn't get it. And uh, (laughs) so then he goes on to make the dreaded Lord of the Rings comparison, as if any film with armor and swords and quests, as I said, is supposed to be J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, And he notes that the film is always somber and never playful. Um, He even says, as we just said, that, like... I I don't know, I can remember one one playful scene. Yeah, man. So... Uh, to me, <laughs> watching a dude get jerked off by Alicia Vikander and then having his own seed smeared on his hand and then yeah. getting kissed by her husband, that's pretty like pretty pretty funky and whimsical, right? Um, yeah. 
But yes. plus, but that that scene fundamentally misunderstands the human condition of having your own jizz smeared onto right. your hands. Because really, Dev Patel should have been much more like down for like the polyamory and like yeah, like giving in to the fucking like whatever, man. Like yeah, not where, where's where's the Arthurian polycule? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but it's like, who the fuck told this guy that the Green Knight is a tale about being human? It's a tale about resisting human impulses, denying yeah. earthly urges, embodying something greater than yourself to gain honor and embody chivalry. And are these yeah. things that are applicable in modern society? Like, not really, no, but it yeah. is stirring and it is wonderful it's in its own It's a fundamentally right. different understanding of both the world and the function of art and stories. Yeah, and of our place like, in the world. Like, yeah. it's... It, it's, it's written for and by people with, with a totally different relationship to one another and to the cosmos that they inhabit. And, like, mm. I'm fine with that being directly translated to a film because be, partly because it's new and I don't quite get it, right? Like, part mm. of the novelty in a movie like this for me is that when you're watching it, you're like, what the fuck? Like, man, did this, like... Do people really buy into this shit? I don't know. And like mm -hmm. to me, that's part of why I love history in general. Like as just mm -hmm. a broad subject, that's why we do this show, right? Because yeah. it's it's cool to dive in and try to insert yourself into these different eras and and see the world through the eyes of people that have a fundamentally different experience than you. Um, and for me, this movie like hits that nail right on the head. Um, yeah. But this guy was just like, nah, man, they didn't feel real enough. It just didn't feel human to me. Yeah, yeah no shit, man. There's a talking fox in it. Like, There's like fucking 500 foot tall giants yeah, walking man. around and just like looking at him like he's a bug. Yeah. It's, <laughs> anyway, um, this last one is, is, is sort of going to be another one of the points that you hear a lot uh, on these stupid fucking review aggregate websites. C-minus film critic Tom Santilli gives The Green Knight a C-minus rating, citing mm -hmm. incoherence and inaccessible narrative, calling it yeah. a jumbled, quote, mood piece. Uh, and then he, he says and does the thing that makes me the most angry, especially when professional film critics do it, but which segues into the basic gist of all the amateur reviews of the film. This film is just artsy-fartsy, and I didn't get it, so obviously it's exactly the kind of movie the other critics are going to like, and they only like it because it's confusing. Wah, 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 wah. Mm -hmm. And I fucking hate that. I hate that. When someone's like, because you know what? I would respect so much more from anybody, whether it's a professional critic or a fucking amateur person who's just doesn't like a film. And it's like what I'll say about Stalker, right? It just didn't resonate with me. Like, maybe yeah. I didn't get it. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mood for it. But for whatever reason, like, it just missed the mark. You know, it's not I'm not going to sit and try to explain to you why it's stupid that you like it and why, yeah. like, it's, you know, all the critics throughout the last however long since that movie came out have, you know, regarded it as one of the greatest pieces of all time. It just didn't hit it for me, right? Like, and and nobody's ever able to say that. I mean, obviously his job is to provide a review and otherwise, like, if he just says, I don't know, like, he's probably not going to get paid. But it's yeah. so frustrating to me to hear, be like, oh, Gotta man, you know clicks, what? Dude. Not only does this movie suck, but everyone who likes it only likes it because it's and confusing because it sucks and yeah, they want to be the one who likes the sucky thing right and like they're just on the bandwagon it's like oh man i'm not a film reviewer i didn't read a single review of this movie before it came out you know mm -hmm. if i had i guess i wouldn't have been so caught off guard by how much some people hate it but i fucking love this shit um yeah. so to be fair the bulk of the critical response to this film as i said has not been like this um 
as I said, I just don't really feel like picking out like random innocent people and like shitting on their comments. I feel much more comfortable doing Although that. Although we, we highly encourage all of our listeners to uh, cyberbully everybody. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Who says what they don't like? Uh, who says that they didn't like the film? Yeah. Please go out there and just just flame more the shit out of them. You all owe us ten digital scalps, <laughs> and we and want, want our scalps. scalps. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Here's the thing. I, I do think that these reviewers kind of leave themselves open to this by virtue of just putting their public opinion out for everybody. Um, I'm not saying these people are all idiots or anything. I just really don't. It, it, it's baffling to me that people find this movie so reprehensible. Um, I felt like her, this was going to be one of the types of movies that people didn't like. Or, you know, the, I, I, I expected some backlash from a, yeah, the population at large. So. I guess. I don't know. I guess I, I'm I just found not... it funny listening to how pissed people were in the, in the movie theater. No, so it was, and for full disclosure, I am I am absolutely hamming it up for the sake of an episode. Like I'm not like truly like I haven't really given it much thought except for this afternoon when I like read reviews for the first time. But yeah, it, it's it's it is really silly, and it does make me. Feel, I think I give this movie uh, uh, four Hephaestian thighs. I was just gonna say four Hephaestian thighs. Yeah, um, I gave it four Hephaestian thighs on a letterbox. Yeah. I think I gave it four four or four, four and, and a half. half. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so I think this movie's absolutely worth seeing, and I think that if you go into it with the understanding that, like, this is not, uh, you know, it's not based on some novel written in 1950, like, this is a fucking old-ass story, and he sticks to it, you know? Some of the language is archaic. It, uh-huh. it moves at a slow pace. It's not, uh, it's not like, high-fantasy, sword-fighting action type It's a of vibe film. film. It's a vibe film. And if, the, if you're down with the vibe of... You know, watching a guy who's not some super studly warrior, you know, going on a doomed quest and ultimately being willing to face, you know, death for the sake of honor and and overcoming mm-hmm. that challenge. I mean, what's not to like, right? Like, yeah. that's sort of every little kid who dreamed of being a knight. That's sort of a, a quintessential feel or mood for that sort of fantasy. Um, and I don't know. I thought it was great. Obviously, because uh, I yeah. made this whole angry half an episode about it. So yeah. that's all I have to say. We could talk yeah. more about the movie if you want. Like how yeah, Alicia yeah. Vikander had, uh, fucking had jerks some, off. Uh, Game of Thrones alums in it, too. You know, um, yeah. uh, uh, the queen was uh, Katie Dickey, who is the, mm-hmm. um, she played, I forget, I, I don't even remember at this point. It's been so long since I read um, the books or watched. Uh, but Catelyn Stark's sister, yeah. the, uh, the breast feeder. Lysa Tully. Yeah, Lysa. And then yeah. Ralph Ineson, who's also in Game of Thrones plays the green knight yeah. and yeah, those two are the, they're yeah. the father and mother in the witch which is a great movie yeah i like the movie the witch that's another one that like is divisive not everybody's actually into it. i haven't seen that one obviously i love the lighthouse which is also by uh robert eggers but yeah i haven't seen the witch i think the I witch is fa- you should watch the witch like tonight it's a fabulous yeah. movie it's yeah. another it's another like uh vibe piece you know like it, yeah it's, i mean the lighthouse is that you know lighthouse yeah. is the lighthouse amazing. is even more I, that the lighthouse is I like fucking love that movie yeah, that movie's bananas I've watched it a bunch of times um i had a friend who saw that movie in theaters like three times jesus that's an undertaking <laughs> why Just be your beans. Why just be your beans?
I watched it once in my own living room and I was like, okay, like I loved it. I was glad I yeah. saw it, but I, I, you know, I probably won't watch it again for a while. Yeah, I watched it a few times because I bought it on demand because that mm. was like the only way to see it. Like you can't even rent it, you can only buy it. I was like, fuck yeah. it. So I just bought it. Watched it a bunch of times. Mm. Um, yeah, that one's good. That one's good. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, what other movies have you seen lately that you liked? You Man, know, over, uh, over the last, uh, or I guess the COVID year. I don't know. Let me look at my letterbox because, like, to be yeah. honest with you, I don't watch movies nearly as often as you do. Yeah. Um, I know the most recent movie that I watched. Uh, oh, it's not letting me sign in. Yeah. Yeah, you hated Detour, which was nuts to me. Yeah, but you know what? I was also like tired and. Uh, yeah. Again, like I'm not gonna sit here and like make some argument that like that that was not like a great flick. I just. Yeah, um, I love that movie. I just like wasn't super into it, um, and then I watched after that. I watched Rear Window, which um, yeah. I love, and I've seen that movie before. Yeah, a lot of my movie watching lately has been like rewatching things. I rewatched. I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but I rewatched um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon recently. Which yeah, is, I watch that every few years. That's yeah. that's such a brilliant yeah. flick. Um, yeah, I uh, you know it's funny. I uh, you know one of my favorite horror movies of all time is Alien. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's a great and, movie. Uh, but you know, like I, uh, other than Prometheus, honestly, I I hadn't seen like really any other movie in that series at least since I was like a kid. Yeah. So um, Aliens I watched, is uh, pretty good. Aliens, yeah, James Cameron's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I love that one. So I watched that one recently. Um, I think I'd only ever seen parts when I was a kid. Loved that one. Uh, I haven't bothered with the the two after that one yet. Mm-hmm. But then uh, rewatched Prometheus, and honestly, that movie got a lot of hate. I'm sorry, man. It's pretty bad. Like Ridley Scott, like dude, his like. The fucking like effects in that movie of like oh yeah you know the spaceship like coming into the planet it's like dude he knows how to fucking do how to do yeah. like a really really like haunting and like awesome like scenes yeah scenes there's like some that. really memorable parts in that movie I'd have to rewatch yeah. it but uh, yeah, I remember the scene where she's movie, like but... in the med bay and she has to like yeah. pull herself into the self uh, surgery yeah she has boot. to cut out the 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 dude. face hugger from her own body talk about yeah. tension that's that's an awesome scene. Yeah, yeah, that movie honestly, it's very good. I uh, I had never seen Alien Covenant, so I watched that one. I still have. Has... Oh, dude, Danny McBride's in it. Um, it's a, uh, it's kind of silly. Uh, I still think it's good. I still liked it a lot. Yeah. And um, you know, fucking Michael Fassbender, he plays David again. Like he's just like. Is that the guy from uh, Assassin's Creed? What? He was in the Assassin's Creed movie. I, I don't know if you ever saw that. What? I never saw it. No, I didn't even know they made an Assassin's movie. Creed movie starring fucking Michael Fassbender. I, I didn't which even is know nuts. that there was one. How nuts is that? We should watch that movie. I've never yeah. seen it, uh, but I know that he's like way too much actor. Did Uva Bowl make it or something? I can't imagine because it got a theatrical release. Yeah, he hasn't had one of those in a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that one's actually good. I, I, I recommend you watch that one, Alien Covenant. Uh, I guess they're going to make a third one too, so that's cool. Um, there is, there's one really cool scene in, uh, Alien Covenant where he just, like, releases, like, a, um, whatever that, like, virus is kept in those jars, and it just, like, kills all those stupid, big, ugly engineer people, and it's wicked funny, because they're yeah. all pissed. <laughs> but that one was cool. Um, also, I, I got, a I got a Criterion. You, you need to watch this one. I'm not, have you ever, uh, have you ever seen the movie, uh, with Robert Redford, All the President's Men? No. Not a big fan of it, but that was part of a, a trilogy of, like, 
basically like paranoia films. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I can't. Uh, Scott. Ba- uh, no fucking. What's his name? Fucking. Um. Let's see. Anyway, the movie I'm talking about is the Parallax View. Um. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Fuck you it, told me about this. Alan Pacula. Alan Pacula. Um, is the director for it? Yeah, the Parallax View is amazing. You need to watch that one. Warren Beatty is like the most handsome man in history in it, and it's just like there's like such insane, like sound design and like like usage of like colors in the movie. Like the first scene is super super. Uh, I think it's I think that one's like blue, and then the last scene is very red. I may have that backwards actually. I think the first scene is like wicked red. And then the last one's blue, and there's, like, all of this, like, really crazy, just, like, usage of colors and sounds in order to, like, basically, like, like simulate, like, kind of paranoia within you while you're watching it. It's really, really cool. No need to simulate, my man. I'm a fucking wreck already. Yeah, so dude, I'm sure I'm sure I'll like it. Dude, I, I, I wish that I had been watching more movies. You know what I've been watching? Uh, so in the last couple days, right, uh, my yeah. partner and I, Kristen, we have not been... Um, leaving the house much. We got some groceries just because we weren't sure and we wanted to keep everyone safe. So we uh, watched like the whole first season of Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I haven't which watched that. It's a show that I've been recommended a lot of times, but you know me, I, I uh, don't really watch a lot of TV shows. I, I have a hard time sticking with them. Um, yeah. It was great. Yeah. I'm like really into it. You should check it out. Also, um, Watched most of the first season of Arrested Development, which is rewatched. Be- yeah. Oh, I've seen okay. it before, but it's been okay, a, it's, been, it's honestly been a long time. Like I. Oh yeah, I've watched those first three seasons. I don't know, like five or six times. Yeah, I, I haven't. Uh, maybe in college was the, when I watched yeah. the first three. And I don't think I finished any of the new ones. Um, uh, season four, I think, is good, but specifically the original cut. They they like recut it. Yeah. Um to like make it more like the other seasons and it ruins like all the jokes because like yeah. that show like the, like season four was filmed the way it was because of like rest- like they couldn't get everybody to film at the same time right so like a lot of the gags in the show are like things that like it just like keep like the narrative keeps expanding out yeah and so like the joke is that all of a sudden these things that happened before are also happening concurrently with this yeah and that there's like kind of like these things that you're seeing from different views but the joke is that it's not funny until, like, the 12th episode that you see all of a sudden things that were going on in the 3rd and 4th. Right. So then when they recut it, it's like you lose, like, the best jokes in season 4. Can you still watch the original cut? Yeah, you can, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Because I, might, I five, might watch that. Yeah, and then season 5, honestly, I got, like, halfway through it, and I was like, I don't think I've laughed once. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they definitely, like, lost the magic. Oh, man, I don't know. So I'm watching, rewatching season one, and I'm fucking laughing. It's amazing. It's like, at yeah, least, it's like the At funniest. least two or three times per episode, I get, like, a full-on yeah. belly laugh. Um, oh, it, it's, uh, I think those first three seasons are, like, among the funniest thing ever made. Yeah, it's really good. I also watched a couple episodes of 30 Rock, which I feel the same way about. I feel like 30 yeah. Rock, the first few seasons of 30 Rock, some of the funniest television ever fucking produced. I really, mm. really like that show as well. Yeah. I'll have an apple juice. Oh, we don't have apple juice, sir. Then I'll take a vodka and tonic. Yeah, although uh, right now I'm watching uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, uh, for the first time, you know, I, for the first time since I was, like, really a kid when I'd seen, like, some here and there, I watched all of the Next Generation la- starting last fall, and then I finished it sometime during the winter. Yeah. And I had started Deep Space Nine, and, like, the first season is, like, not good, at least until the last couple episodes. 
but now I'm in like so that took me a long time to get through but now I'm in like the third season and mm. it's as good maybe even better because it's like more serialized sure um so although I haven't seen any of the movies yet haven't uh seen the original series there's like a million new series now too yeah yeah I feel like Star Trek is one of those things that I'm never gonna be like fully caught yeah. up with but uh I have also been watching some TNG periodically yeah. and I like that show that's a fun show Picard. I'm like <laughs> most of the way through season two. It takes me a long time to watch shows. Yeah, um, yeah, oh yeah. For at least for the T uh, for TNG, like definitely like season five is like my favorite. It's yeah. it's a, like amazing. Like towards the end of the run, yeah, it really really got good. Which is also apparently when Deep Space Nine gets like amazing. It's like seasons like uh, five, six, and seven. Hmm. That's what everyone says. For me, it's a lot of it. It's a lot of time invested to yeah get to the I mean, payoff. But yeah, they're like they're like 150 more than that even i think like 170 episodes for like yeah both the next generation and deep space nine yeah they're both so. big shows large yeah. undertakings yeah 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 um well i kind of got a poop so uh <laughs> okay i'm just putting that out there yeah yeah no i'm, yeah, I'm not like rushing an... us you know we don't have to leave that in i probably will i'll be honest with you but yeah um what else what else anything else you want to talk about this week i know it's kind of weird not having like a, a full game plan but i kind of like it yeah yeah i mean this was fine i think we can start doing some episodes like that that's fine just kind of like touching yeah. on a few smaller things especially helps you know uh research for the ep other episodes can take a long time <laughs> for sure like i've yeah. definitely had episodes that i've spent like well over 10 hours on <sighs> and like crunching that with like everything else that's going on can be kind of kind of nuts yeah, so yeah. we'll probably start doing more of these where we just hang out and shoot the shit about stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of what a lot of podcasts do every week. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and if we ever get to the point that we start doing second premium episodes <laughs> we will definitely yeah. need to well we'll probably just also if we get to that point that we're making money we'll just quit our jobs yeah, yeah. oh for sure <laughs> fuck yeah dude are you oh, kidding man. me <laughs> I that'll be the that. day that'll be yeah. the day one day all right man well yeah uh, thank you guys for listening uh as yeah. always we will have links to twitter um slash instagram um links to where you can find all of our music um, yeah. Please, especially if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, which is the big one, please uh, subscribe and rate us, um, preferably a high rating. Um, yeah. That really, really helps uh, get the word out there for us and our show. The way that the algorithm works with Apple, it's it's so dependent on input from listeners. So, um, mm -hmm. But to be fair, whatever you're listening to us on, if you can subscribe or, or whatever that app's yeah. version of liking us or rating us, we really appreciate it. It goes a long way. Um it's so like also, Spotify, you, if you could just follow us, things like that. Yeah. Also, uh, you can reach out to us, too. I've actually you know, started actually checking our email. Uh, if you want to reach out for whatever reason, suggest topics, anything like that, uh, our email address is leftunreadpod at gmail.com. Yeah. So you can reach out there. Please send us literally anything. Um, if it's pics of your, pics of your feet, um, if it's suggestions for episodes, um, <laughs> anything you got, we're definitely willing to look yep. at. So. Yeah, we're both uh, wiki feet super users. Yeah, yeah. Between the two of us, we're responsible for between fifty and fifty-six percent of all uh, edits to wiki feet, wiki yes. feedia. Um, 
So, <laughs> which also, by the way, needs your donations. So, does it really? Wikipedia? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, a lot of people on there use, but they don't donate. Yeah, you gotta donate. You gotta donate. Gotta donate. Yeah. A lot of people give. A lot of a lot, people give. But a lot of people take too. You know, there's a lot of takers. <laughs> Calico cut pants, man. <laughs> Have you not seen all that yet? Oh man, you're not caught Wait, up. You gotta watch. I think you can leave. I think you should leave. Season two. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta yeah. finish it. <laughs> yeah, I've only watched the what we watched in um in Brooklyn. You yeah. gotta you gotta watch it. That's yes. Yeah. Maybe not as funny as season one, but pretty close and pretty hysterical. There's some really good yeah. stuff. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in to Left on Red. As always, I am Cam. This is Evan. Uh, we love you all dearly, and we cannot wait to rejoin you next week. We'll be continuing the Opium Wars uh, and then yes. back to the world of Alan Dulles. Yeah, I've got a big fucking stack of books, of which I've only read two of, that I'm going to be going through. Hell yeah. Well, you've got yeah. a little time, so make sure you get it done. Well, I'm not going to read all those before then. No, it's, this is going to be a I'm, long undertaking. Uh, I expect great things from you because I really liked that last one. Well, now, well, now, no, you can't put that on me. Now I'm I really make liked that last one, so you better not let me down because I really <laughs> liked it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, all right, right Um. Okay. Thanks. Have a great night. We'll talk to you all soon. Peace. Bye. Hang on a sec. That's part of your trick, right? No. That's not my trick, Michael. On the next Arrested Development. It's my illusion. Michael relives a wedding nightmare. Um, I'm butt hurt. Um, I'm butt hurt. Um, I'm butt hurt. Um, I'm butt hurt. Um, I'm butt hurt.